0: Everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony, and welcome to this Friday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Your your thumb slipped there.
1: No, it just took a minute to load. We can't all be speedy all the time.
0: I know. How are you? I'm doing well. Excellent. You look good.
1: Well, thank you very much. Of course,
0: no one can see that, but they just have to take a look. But you can. That's right. It's all that matters.
1: It is all that matters.
0: So, what's going on?
1: Well, we're going to start the news with um, Kurt Douglas, who has passed away at the age of 103. Very sad. It's not sad.
0: Well, it's sad I that mean, it's gone, but I guess to make it's it sad it that it's gone, but like
1: people eventually die, right? And like, how much longer than 103 could anyone hope for?
0: 104.
1: Do you really want one hundred and four? I'm not Maybe. sure you even want one hundred and three, but that's amazing.
0: So yeah, uh, Kirk Douglas was the uh, one of the stars of Twenty Thousand Leagues Under the Sea, which was released in 1954. Uh, coincidentally, that is when he married his current wife in 1954. They were still married at the time of his death, and she is a hundred. That's awesome. Yeah, that, that's. I would crazy. like
1: their secret. Like, what are they doing together? Because you know, obviously, they come from different backgrounds. Like. I don't imagine longevity is necessarily in both of their families to that extent. So they right. have to be doing something, the way they're eating, the way they're living their life, something to have them last that long.
0: They bathe in the blood of young virgins. I is that believe. what it is? Yeah, I think okay, that's, that's what it
1: is. All right. We're going to have to start doing that. Right. Uh, other big news. Reservations for the Star Wars Hotel are going to open later this year.
0: That's right. It was announced today on the Disney blog that Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser uh, we'll start taking reservations. Of course, they offered no information on pricing, um, but they did say that it will debut in 2021. Anne Morrow Johnson, who is the uh, one of the executive producers for Imagineering, has a little video about it. And uh, as we expected, this is going to be a two-day experience, uh, essentially a landlocked cruise on a galactic star cruiser that goes by the name of the Halcyon. There will be all sorts of Star Wars uh, role-playing and costumes, and you will be visiting Batuu on uh, an uh, off-ship excursion. Uh, I'm assuming that will have to be after hours so that you're not interacting with regular guests. So it'll be really interesting to see how how they fit all of this in.
1: Sounds terrible. Mm-hmm.
0: So it does not sound terrible. I will, <laughs> I will of course, post the video on our group page.
1: All right. I don't think – I won't be
0: going. No, you won't. No. It'll be me and some other Star Wars nerd, probably David. Yep. Yeah.
1: That's okay. Maybe Buddy. Maybe I'll fly down with you and sit by the pool. There you go. At a different resort. At a
0: different resort, yes.
1: that one probably doesn't have a pool.
0: Well, it has a, a, a Star Cruiser pool, but you have to be in the Star Cruiser. You're not allowed to come on unless you're part of the immersive experience. Right. Yeah. Sounds so fun. Um, And in more news that Cheryl doesn't want to hear.
1: Exactly. Go ahead.
0: Uh, The latest poster has been unveiled for Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway, and it is one of my favorite. So I don't really like the new Mickey, but the first cartoon I saw was the one where he's trying to get a croissant, and uh, it is known as Croissant de Triomphe because it uh, happens over in France. And uh, they've got a poster for that now of Mickey riding on his little scooter with all sorts of croissants and baguettes. Um, once again, this is uh, uh, a poster that will be in the queue, uh, made from this video short. Um, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway opens March 4th. And in uh, in line with that, what did they announce today?
1: That they added Fast Pass to Mickey and Minnie's Runaway
0: Railway. That's right. Even though the ride opens in less than a month, you can fast pass it straight from the beginning. And along with that, they had to change the tiers, did they not, for the rides?
1: I don't know if they changed the other tiers, but they made this one a Tier 1.
0: Right. Well, they changed the two. They added this to Tier 1. Right. So Tier 1 is now Slinky Dog Dash, Millennium Falcon, Smuggler's Run, and uh, Mickey and Minnie's Runaway Railway.
1: So are we within... When does this open? March what?
0: This opens March 4th.
1: So we're within 60 days of well that. Well, within 60 days. So we're within
0: 30 days of that.
1: Right. Okay, so is it available to be fast passed for that first day?
0: Mhm. Yes it is. People okay. have actually uh, had pictures of their first day fast passes on uh, Facebook.
1: All right. That's cool. I know they're all um, taken up, but Yes. I'm hoping that our slight delay in being there not until April will allow us to maybe get one. Well, I think
0: the week, the fact that we're going the week after Easter is big.
1: No, it's very busy that week. That is, is the week. It's east, Yeah, it's still considered like Easter week. I think that's when a lot of the spring breaks hmm. are.
0: Hmm. Okay. Yep. Who knew?
1: Me. Um, a new uh, mouse ear hat by The Blonde is debuting tomorrow. It's very sparkly.
0: That's right. Uh, they've been doing the Disney Parks Designer Collection. And uh, this new ear set of ears is debuting tomorrow, as uh, just in time for Spring Fashion Week. I didn't know there was a Spring Fashion Week, um, but the luxury apparel brand The Blondes has created a new set of mouse ears that features over 300 hand-sewn preciosa crystals. Uh, they are—they're going to be fewer than 50 of this design produced. Um, you can find it at the Ever After Jewelry Company and accessories at Disney Springs. And if you're on the West Coast, you can get it at the Disney Dress Shop in downtown Disney. If you can't make it to either of the parks, the headband will also be available online at ShopDisney.com. So Disney now offers over 250 options for ear hat and ear headband designs, with prices ranging from $19.99 up to $600 uh, $600 for high-end Disney park. Designer collection releases like this beautiful pair. So it looks like this is going to be one of the six hundred dollar pairs. Yeah, uh, I mean,
1: based on the looks of it, can I see the picture again?
0: Sure. Based on the
1: looks of it, I think that uh, yeah, that it's got to be. I mean, it's quite hand, expensive. hand sewn. And these are—I don't know if you said this, but they're not. It's not an ear band. It's a one of the hats that fits over that, like. And it's bigger bigger
0: than one of the regular. Yeah,
1: it's hats. not really like a beanie. It's more fits over the top of your right. head.
0: Right. So upcoming releases for the remainder of the year, we have a Betsy Johnson set of ears coming in t- February, Kevin Rafferty and John Coulter in March. Her universe and Joe Rohde in spring of 2020, along with Cupcakes and Cashmere. Um, and then this summer we will see the release of ears from Lily Aldridge, Brett Iwan, Carly Kloss, and in fall. They will be closing it out with Vera Wang. Those will be $600 a The
1: Vera Wang ones? Yeah, probably. All right. Um, In Make-A-Wish news, a boy has gotten the opportunity to meet John Ratzenberger at Disney.
0: That's right. Um, Not really much of a a big news story except for the fact that John Ratzenberger on one of my other podcasts, Two Dudes Talking Disney, shameless plug, um, my co-host Dave and I actually had an opportunity to interview John Ratzenberger uh, on one of our shows uh, Dave is a fireman in Bridgeport, Connecticut, which is where John Ratzenberger was born. And Dave is a fireman with John Ratzenberger's brother in the Bridgeport Fire Department. So we had an opportunity to talk to uh, Mr. Ratzenberger about his career, what he's doing, his involvement in Star Wars, because yes, he is in Empire Strikes Back as Major Durlin. Um He also happened to be in the original Superman movie, uh, as well as Cheers. Uh, but this young fella got to meet... Um, John Ratzenberger at Pixar Pier in, uh, California, uh, adventure. And this guy is, uh, Mr. John Ratzenberger is this kid's hero. Like this kid loves that he's in all of the movies. So in, uh, 2019 Disneyland resort made over 700 wishes come true for children with life threatening medical conditions. So
1: Very go nice Disney. story. Yes. Um, and then there was a story, we didn't cover it, uh, I hadn't heard of it, but you you had, um, that a school had been fined for showing the Lion King without proper... Licensing. Licensing?
0: Yeah. So this uh, Emerson Elementary School in Berkeley, California was fined $250 for showing a privately owned DVD of the Lion King at a fundraising event. Uh, it was supposed to be a pizza and movie night put on by the PTA, um, where students were allowed and encouraged to wear pajamas and bring a blanket for fifteen dollars. Uh, somehow, a licensing company caught wind of this and issued a two hundred and fifty dollar fine to the school. Uh, the school made eight hundred dollars that evening <laughs> and had to turn two hundred and fifty over it, two hundred and fifty of it over to the company. Um, so there was a lot of outrage on this. Bob Iger actually went onto his Twitter account today and apologized to the school and said he will personally donate to their fundraising initiative. Uh, that's nice.
1: <laughs> I'm sure it's just some overzealous um, enforcer, you right? know, not really taking into consideration. Right?
0: Well, you know, those those uh, warnings in the front say that you can be arrested uh, if you you know profit <laughs> from these showings. Uh, Interpol will be after you.
1: I guess so. But we've done that before. I mean, with the, you know, PTAs, like it's it's very common. We never charged $15. Actually, I think mostly when our PTA has done it, it has been a free event. So maybe it doesn't, you know, so maybe then that's okay because you're not actually making money. So we've had those kinds of nights with our PTA. It's a, you know, movie night, bring your blanket, whatever. But there was no money made there. They would sell snacks and things.
0: There's the popcorns we would sell for $14.
1: That's right, just like the theater. We don't make any money on the actual showing of the movie. We make money on concessions. That's right. All right. Uh, Blizzard Beach is going to be closed uh, today for cold weather. Yep. That's uh, Friday.
0: Yeah, the projected high temperatures are in the low 60s. Ooh, I feel so bad for you, Florida,
1: hmm.
0: as we sit here in 20-degree weather with 50, with 50-mile-an-hour 50 winds.
1: I know. It's gross here. Um, and then in Disney Springs, City Works has opened um, –
0: it well, opened today at what time? Eleven
1: thirty. Three. Three o'clock. Yes. <laughs> I keep every time you to ask me what time a restaurant opened, I just assume it's eleven thirty. Now. No, that was yesterday. That was oh. the Regal
0: Eagle. Gotcha. So uh, City Works and Poorhouse is in the same building as the NBA Experience. Uh, it does face the Cirque du Soleil theater, which is going to be the future home of Drawn to Life. Uh, this will be the first time that Cirque du Soleil has has uh, uh, been. Active in two years. Can't so wait. So there'll be a lot of activity there.
1: When does that open, Circus L.A.? Uh,
0: March with uh, March's pre- preview performances with Oh, right. I said we be down there. And- right. And uh, also on top tap for uh, Disney Springs West Side is Beatrix, which is a health restaurant. Not get Not healthy restaurant, I should say, uh, which will replace Bongos, and Ample Hills ice cream, and the M and M store. So, uh, <laughs> which are not
1: healthy. <laughs> which are not
0: healthy, no. Uh, so that is some stuff coming to west side of Disney Springs.
1: All right, in California at California Adventure, a VP over there has hinted that there may be an eight hundred million dollar Hollywoodland overhaul.
0: Yeah. Um, Hollywood Land is a section of the park that is really underutilized. They've been using a lot of Hollywood Land to do Marvel character meet and greets. So Black Panther is there, Captain Marvel is there, Spider Man is there, and it's just kind of this back little corner. Um, but coming this summer when Avengers Campus opens up, a lot of the characters will leave, which will make that land devoid of any real attractions. Um,
1: yeah, which for a park that's, you know, supposedly these parks struggle for space because they don't have the unlimited space like, well, Disney World does, you'd think that they would have better uses for that space because, yeah, it looks like a bunch of, like, old warehouse-type buildings. Right, sound and, stages. Yeah, yeah, and there's just nothing going on over there.
0: Yeah, right. um, so rumor has it that this is going to be uh, they're going to put a ride in there and it's going to be this rumored black box ride, which is a blank canvas trackless ride vehicle with projection-based surroundings that you can turn around in a short period of time. So the kind of thing where, you know, today it's a Phineas and Ferb ride and tomorrow it's, or, you know, or maybe next week it's, um, I don't know, give me a Jonas Brothers ride, mm-hmm. you know, because it just utilizes projection technology. All right. So. Well, that's cool. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what goes on there.
1: Yeah. Uh, in Tokyo Disneyland, there's a new Type C monorail that's going to be starting service on May 21st.
0: Right. And it's a very cool new monorail, uh, Mickey from the Mickey shaped windows. Uh, it almost looks like a Lego
1: mm, train. Yep, it does.
0: Um, and the interior is amazing. It's all Mickey themed and Mickey colors. And, uh, you know, they sit sideways as opposed to the, you know, monorails we're used to in Florida where they sit. Almost forward, a little, yeah, you know, forward or forward backward. Forward and backward facing. Um, but this, is, I guess, is, you know, the Japanese with their bullet trains and everything. And, and well, this
1: is more like um, city train yeah, style. Yeah. I was
0: going to say, they're used to being crammed into small spaces like this. Mm-hmm. So um, it's, a, it's a nice monorail. Now, if they could just get with it on uh, in Florida.
1: I know. Moving outside of the parks, uh, Ripley's, believe it or not, is coming to the Florida State Fair.
0: That's right. Ripley's. Entertainment, which is actually based in Orlando, is headed to the Florida State uh, Fairgrounds uh, in Tampa for the Florida State Fair, which uh, runs from February 6th to the 17th. Um, bit, why is this uh, Disney news or how is this related? Well, there are, for some reason, a bunch of Star Wars props. Um as well as some other Lucasfilm props, uh, like Luke's light, uh, yeah, Luke Skywalker's lightsaber, Han Solo's blaster. They've also got an Indiana Jones bullwhip, um, and animal oddities, and a section of the Berlin Wall, because that's what everybody wants to see. Yeah, sure, why not? Um, maybe there's a two-headed calf in there, <laughs> like they usually do. So, um That is just, uh, you know, Ripley's has over 100 years of new and uh, iconic exhibits that they have, and they're just using the Florida State Fair to showcase some of them. I did not know they were headquartered in Orlando.
1: I did not know there was a Florida State Fair. I mean, I guess, why wouldn't there be But
0: And now you know. I do. And knowing is half the battle.
1: Another thing to know is that 21 new artists have joined SeaWorld's Seven Seas Food Festival.
0: That's right. Uh, Are any of
1: them worth... Going to
0: see? Well, they had mentioned, I believe, the first four weekends of people. Um, Let's see. AJR. These are the new people. AJR, Dylan Scott, Hunter Hayes, Joe Nichols. Haven't heard of any of them. Yes, and Alan Parsons Project Live. Heard of them. Edwin McCain. No, the Gin Blossoms I've heard of. The Village People. Oh, we know Uh, them. Jesse McCartney, Gretchen Wilson, Scotty McCreary from uh, American Idol. Yep. Jeremy Camp, Everclear. I know Everclear. Yep. Grand Funk Railroad and Blue Oyster Cult. That is a interesting combination. Uh, Vanilla Ice and CNC <laughs> Music Factory. That's <laughs> funny. Chris Jansen. And then closing it out the final weekend, uh, Billy Ray Cyrus and Sean Paul. Okay. So we got a little country and a little reggae. Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice. Uh, those shows are on the weekends, uh, Fridays and Saturday nights. Uh, at 6 p.m. And the Seven Seas Food Festival spots light, spotlights local craft beers and marketplaces throughout the park.
1: All right, nice.
0: Yeah, so good job, SeaWorld. Good work. And uh, I believe that's all we have for today. It's a very short commute for us.
1: Yeah, that's it. And we hope it. it is for
0: you. <laughs> so have a good weekend, everybody. And until Monday, I'm Tony. I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast.